0: What it do and welcome back This week we have a brand new episode for you guys Season 2, Episode 5 On In Case You Missed It We talked about the Eminem's mascot Cardi B and Tasha K's lawsuit Condolences to Lauren Smith Fields As well as Ian Alexander Jr. For our primetime topic We do a deep dive on mental health And our own personal struggles For our game, we play something new Would You Rather and for our last call, we give our thoughts on MLK and his very special day. We hope you enjoy. This is the experience. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro! You heard about that? Uh, that spike drink that Simply Lemonade uh, is 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 now uh, gonna do a spike drink.
1: I saw that. I saw that yeah. on Twitter today. And how
0: you how you feel about
1: that? I want I want seven. Give me seven of each flavor. That bitch oh, that's gonna put the
0: cookouts. That's going to flip the cookhouse upside down. Because
1: mm. simply already by itself is good as fuck. So like a Incredible. spike simply. And what's crazy is I already spike my simply's. like that's what I use for my juice. Like I know that's very expensive to do because simply is a bit expensive, but I don't give a fuck. Right. I give me some vodka or tequila, whatever the fuck it is. Pour some of that pink lemonade in there and you got right. you a little mixed drink. And now it's going to they're going to do it for you. So this is going to be yeah. going to be good. I'm excited. For not it. to
0: mention that. Imagine already having tequila and mixing it with the the tequila spike spike uh, eliminate like it's kind of oh. double double Damn, mayhem bro we're really about to ooh. oh my god they, they fucked it's, us up they done dropped some shit that's gonna fuck us up summer 22 y'all niggas man wow. damn it's Simply,
1: gonna be crazy it's that shit be is crazy. not some,
0: oh my god man i got uh,
1: yeah but welcome back everybody to another brand new episode of the experience my name is jay gooden
0: and I am Darren
1: and we are your host this is the experience episode five back to a standard this week and yeah I hope you guys have um, been enjoying listening so far and you can view us this week last week we ran into some bullshit but it shouldn't be like that this week so yeah
0: nope
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right let's go ahead and get started in case you missed it Eminem's is changing the mascot for the I think it's the green Eminem, and there's so much controversy over this, people are losing their shit. And so, basically, um, this happened. Let me pull up the article because you are not gotta have Man. the the proof, the proof, M&M. the but yeah, it's an
0: Eminem's, it's not, it's called the
1: Eminem's desexual, desexualization controversy. Um, and basically, like the Eminem used to have like a heel. On it, right? It was heels. I think it was
0: like it was the did. green one. She had, she had like, she was like super, you know, prissy. They made sure she was like, you know, a woman's Eminem. So she and had like slapped had, some converse uh, heels. On her. Shit.
1: Yep, she had heels, yeah. and then they slapped some converse on her. And so now people are losing their mind. they like, how could you change the Eminem like logo? And it's ridiculous. I think that this is dumb. Like, I feel like. <laughs> it, <laughs> I feel like they the fact that it, like <laughs> we're personalizing candy so much, like I and I I don't know maybe it's because M Ms are so mainstream and um like they're in the they there's Christmas commercial for M Ms they're in Super Bowl commercials because I just feel like Tony the Tiger don't be getting this much heat like they've probably changed that logo so many fucking times that mascot so many times and I have not noticed so it's just interesting to me how people like with. What notice that with the m and m s and it's just a shoe. I don't know what you think,
0: oh man, nah it I don't know, man. I feel like every other week we get kind of hopped up over some shit that's really stupid, like I yeah. feel like this is one of the the dumbest things we probably like was up in arms about, and I just and I really saw like genuine concern like i I saw think pieces <laughs> from people like really really delving into the. Why was my Eminem de or desexualized? Whatever words you wanted to use, whatever happened to that M&M caused a cultural shock. <laughs> Especially in the women in my life. I've had I had women literally talk to me like they were like disgusted, truly disgusted. I'm like
1: yeah, this <laughs> What is, this are you fucking kidding? Really? This is camping. Like, M&M? I'm, I'm telling her, I'm
0: like, I'm telling them, I'm like, yo, this is this is like this is like a sweet like treat for you. This isn't like a uh, life or death. This isn't a political issue. Like this is right. a mascot for candy getting tell te- they told her to take the fucking heels off and they gave her some chucks. And isn't this <laughs> what we want? <laughs> isn't this what we wanted? Isn't this isn't this the type of shit that we con- that we wanted though? But now it's like it's it's affecting shit that people like and now it's become an issue. But I'm pretty sure if something else was desexualized that we constantly said was sexualized that people have probably, probably uh had like issues with for a long time. They wouldn't have been this up in arms. It's just the fact that this is like people's favorite Eminem mascot changing.
1: I honestly and did it, not realize how big of a favorite that this was amongst people. I literally could not give less of a yeah. shit to be honest. Oh <laughs> like, yeah.
0: No. <laughs> no, me neither. No,
1: actually, you know what? My, Mars, which is the company that
0: owns m M&M, is actually is actually, you know. They money, own a lot man. of people.
1: They own well not people, I'm missed, no, I'm them, no they they're actually a facing things.
0: a child they're actually facing a child slavery suit. So you think oh that they're God. going through a child slavery lawsuit and then all like while they're going with this, then all of a sudden they drop uh the the pumps from uh one of their mascots and cause outrage to deflect from what's when going fuck, on Mars? over there. Hey, look, but you didn't know about that. You, all you knew was the green M&M changing the shoes. You know, shit about what was going on. I don't even like top. that no
1: more, so we're good. You know, I don't, yeah, even, don't even have to even work. A I don't M&Ms even-
0: are mid. they mid
1: as fuck. Okay, mm, the peanut M&Ms be hitting. Them bitch. Oh, well, you're oh. allergic. You can't eat yeah, them. Yeah, I can't I can't eat them, so it doesn't oh, matter. Oh well. <laughs> it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> M&Ms aren't that good to be swooning over their mascots. And Mars, I'm hip to everything y'all niggas have been doing. I, I know a lot know of other that. It,
1: up on that. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking insane. Wow. Know, yeah.
0: That's some M&M shit.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, moving on in case you missed it, uh, Cardi B and the Tasha K lawsuit. So basically Grammy, this is from CNN. It says Grammy award winning rapper Cardi B won a lawsuit Monday against YouTuber Tasha K for defamation invasion of privacy an intentional inflict of emotional distress and was awarded a seven-figure sum in damages. And bro, mm-hmm. I heard about this case. Like there, like Cardi had like her therapist like get on the stand um and talk about like how <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. No corona, I promise y'all. But she mm-hmm. had her therapist come on the stand and talk about how it was like affecting her mental health. And um Cardi was like, I wanted to commit suicide at this time from these lies that were being spread about me. I think she said that she had an STD and she was saying some other shit, but I'm happy that she's winning this. Like some people are like, Oh, like seven figures. Does Cardi really need that? Hell fucking yes. I don't give a fuck. Like if you're talking shit about me and spreading false stories and misrepresenting my character, you deserve to pay for the damages. And Tasha K was apparently in the court. She was like very like nonchalant and like did not care. So you that's what you get even more. All of your YouTube checks, give them to Cardi. You you know. Yeah. That's what I think about that.
0: Oh man. First of all, congratulations to Cardi B for winning that lawsuit. Um yes. big claps up to her. Um I don't know. This is some shit. This has been going on for years now, right? Almost three years or a little bit over three years. It's something like that, since like the yeah. first instance of this. So yeah, this has been going on for a long time. And Tasha K, you know, I barely knew who Tasha K was, but I still uh, don't fucking you know, know her. I'm
1: sorry, she's a really, she's a
0: really popular YouTuber blogger.
1: She can't be that and, popular. I don't know who the fuck she is.
0: Uh, well, popular enough for Cardi B to take action against her. But yeah, this is like I said, something has been going on for for quite a minute, man. And yeah, know, Cardi B is like was was severely humiliated by by, by things that Tasha was saying, like. Like she would go on like she was kind of going on like a campaign to destroy her reputation. Um, yeah. and it was kind of like one of those things. It's just like Cardi B's so big, and Tasha Tasha K is also big, but she's not obviously she's not Cardi B big. So her it's like kind of like poking a bear, and like mm-hmm. seeing how it's gonna react. Cause Cardi B, man, she has the money, she has the influence. She 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 could have went to real war with her, Well, she damn near did, and she came out on top. But this is some shit that you just can't do. Like these bloggers and these. And these companies that like that promote these like this, this uh salacious shit uh that that's true. I don't know. I don't know how true the the claims were, but clearly she won the lawsuit. So I'm assuming that they were. So false claim. Been,
1: yeah, and the, claims, true.
0: the claims were crazy. They said, I think I think Tasha K said she uh she was a prostitute. Cardi B was a prostitute. She, that, she, was yeah. like a, she was a coke user. She had
1: herpes and like she was going on and on about all this and shit about like, Cardi. How miserable do you have to be to just sit there and, like, make some shit up like that and to keep going? Like, I feel like it's a, it, it's all for the antics. It's all for the views. She was not popping for real, honestly, probably, until Cardi's name with these alleged facts were on her channel. And that's when she kept going. And it's just like, that's just so sad. That's how we talked about last season, how clout, when used the wrong way, can be a drug. And- You know, that's what happens. And this is what the fuck you get, bitch. Mm. Now you're getting sued. Um, These
0: bloggers, bloggers, man, they, they fucking love clout, bro. Like, they need the clout. They need the clicks. They need people to be engaged in their content. That's how they make the money. That's how they make. That's how they gain this notoriety. That's how they become or they create this reputation and they become these figures that people look to for news. And if you do certain things to piss certain people off. You can create these headlines. You can create this traction that people can kind of attach themselves into because it's drama. It's messy. Like you know, even if Cardi, like Cardi B, probably never had herpes. I don't know, but it's 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 very very you know, you know you're gonna get a lot of attention for saying it because you know that's that's enough to get people uh, invested in what you have to say because you said something that's so outlandish. Yeah. So yeah, you know. C- congratulations again to cardi b you yes, know i know that's probably cardi, very stressful yeah. very you know very you know heartbreaking to just go through a lot of the shit that you had to go through and, and yeah, another sure. shout out to you too because she also pledged to pay the funeral costs for the 17 victims of the bronx fire i know we talked about wow. that last week but you know she's from new york um so yeah this is kind of this is her just extending her you know her good graces, man. Know, Cardi B, she's one of those. I she's one of my her. favorites. She's one of my favorites of celebrities, you know, authentic and very, you know, helpful when it
1: comes. Like, to- she really has, like, one of the purest hearts. I feel like when she was coming out, she got a lot of bad rep just for being herself. And I feel like when you get into this inter- industry, people want you to act a certain way or to be mm-hmm. what... You're not. And she was like, fuck that. And people tried to take her down because she was like, fuck that. And I just feel like you can't take down somebody with a pure heart at all. You can't. Mm-hmm. Grammy award-winning artist. But all right. Mm-hmm. What you got for us? All right.
0: All right. Moving on a little bit uh, grim, uh, in case you missed it, uh, Lauren Smith-Fields. Uh, if people don't recognize that name, she's the 23-year-old uh, black woman from Connecticut who was found unresponsive last month in her in her home. Um, and it was reported her her unresponsiveness was reported by her Bumble date, who was a 37-year-old white man. Um, so this story, at first, it was it was originally ruled as an accidental overdose because they found fent- fentanyl, promethazine, hydroxine, alcohol, all of that in her system. Uh, but now it's being ruled as a crime or now, now it's being ruled it's being treated as a crime now. So it's being further investigated. But this story is just very interesting to me because it's it's one of those stories like you, you hear about a lot of instances of, of black women uh, going missing or, you know, getting or getting, you know, harm to a great degree by people that they meet, men that they meet. And um, for. You know, uh, uh, such a young, she's our age, twenty-three-year-old black woman to to just somehow come up unresponsive in her home next to a white man that she met on a on a dating site is a bit fishy, you know. And it, and it, and like yeah. it came to be, and the Bumble date reported it. He was, like, shaking up, blah, blah, blah. He was, like, saying the the story in his head. His story, like, was that they were playing games and they were drinking and then she got drunk and then she fell asleep and then they, like, fell asleep in the same bed. And he woke up and she had, like, blood. She was covered in blood and she was, like, he was trying to do the chest pump, the reviver. He couldn't do that because, you know, obviously she was unresponsive and then she was pronounced dead. Um, Where does the so blood police- come
1: from? Where did that...
0: It's I, I don't I don't know. It's like so. So if you overdose, that's not far fetched. If you overdose and you have all these things in your system, you are like you're going to more than likely like cough up spit and blood and, and choke on that. And then that's how you die. Mostly. Instead of like.
1: I don't know. I just feel like a 23 year old black woman is not just partying with some fucking fentanyl, you know, She'll don't don't, just
0: up and die. Even though this is a crisis, I'm not. I'm not. You know, taking away from the all crisis that's going on. A lot of people are dying yeah. from that. But I agree with but
1: you. But I just, I just don't accept that. Not from a black queen. Maybe if it was somebody else. But I just, that just don't add up to me. Um, yeah. It also just doesn't add up to that he's next to her and he has no idea. Like if you saw her, like I feel like he would be able to tell. Like if she fell asleep that she wasn't breathing so then why didn't you interact sooner or do something like you being the 37 year old in the room you know mm-hmm. that's just strange to me as well so
0: it's no, just you know, really all this whole shit is fishy and even like down to the police like the police initially like they they didn't want to investigate further because because the, the man didn't have dead. any record of committing the crime so they they assumed that he was shaken up he was he was frazzled. He was distraught that he met that his girl that he met online popped up dead, and the police kind of took that. And you know the family just not having that man, they, they're pissed. They they're they're planning to sue Bridgeport, Connecticut, the uh, the city of Bridgeport, Connecticut, for not considering the man a person of interest or even collecting enough evidence to create a case that's willing enough. Now it's like starting to get some traction because it's got enough like online campaign. That's the one thing about social media. Uh, That I didn't talk about a a few episodes before when you're talking about social media, that that's also been beneficial with like raising, like spreading awareness to certain things that people can kind of get. It can get enough online traction. It can get police involved more than they would have if it if it wasn't known by everybody. And and that's the case for a lot of these situations. But, you know, this is either way. This is a tragedy. Someone lost their life. Whatever happened will come to light. Eventually, so you know, prayers out to the family of Lauren Smith Fields, uh, and you know, pray and prayers out to to the to the hundreds and thousands of Black women that go missing in this country alone. And I just want to
1: say this: know. I agree, definitely. Prayers to Lauren Smith Fields' family. Um, yeah, but I just I'm I get so irritated, and it really just boils my blood that Black people have to. Demand to be fought for Demand for that justice Whereas white people will just get that shit Like Mm -hmm. there is no reason that They should have had to ask For an investigation It shouldn't have just been shut If there is any reasonable doubt There should be a fucking investigation The fact that black people Have to demand that like That is something that we should be given And that shows you that the system is not broken It is just built to support those Who are supposed to be supporting and so yeah. the only way to stop that shit is to knock that shit down. That's that's all I'm gonna say.
0: No, you're right. That that shit there's so much more work to be done, bro. But yeah, this isn't this isn't new. But yeah, like I said, prayers out to her family and her loved ones. Um, but moving on to uh not any less grim topic, in case you missed it. Uh Regina King. So Regina King, uh very famous actress, uh known for portraying, you know, prominent characters in the, in our black culture very loved very you know adored actress she uh you know her family she has a very you know low-key family as well um but uh her son goes by the name of ian alexander jr uh sadly passed away last week um he uh it was due to a, a self-transition um and you know it's tragic and you know for for somebody like regina king who You know, it was a video going on, going around, you know, right after, you know, he was announced that he passed away of just her describing her son and, you know, her just like talking about this is her only kid, by the way. Like, this is, yeah, this is her pride and joy. This is her love. Like, this is somebody that she's seen as such a highlight, such a high level. And, you know, she saw in such a, you know, beautiful way that she would just love to describe him, even with him, even with him in her presence. And for something like this to happen, it just it just shows that. Yeah, like people can can love you and, and, and you know, feel a type of way about you as much as you can. But if you don't feel that way about yourself, it doesn't really mean anything, you know. So it it is very, very tragic that this had to happen, um, that it's happened to her um, yeah. and, and, you know, happened to him as well. Um, that, and, and I don't know, it's, it's depressing.
1: Yeah, this one really took a blow for me just because... I like, followed her son. Like, I was like a follower of him. I remember when he first dropped mm-hmm. one of his singles. It was, I think it was his debut single. And Regina King was like, check out my son's music. And you know, I'm the Sleeper's King. So I listened to the song. And I'm like, this is dope. Like, I love this song so much. I think I actually talked about it last season. I think I did. Um, and so it's just. It was just crazy that, like, I'm like, wow, like, it's just sad in general. But I, like, actually, like, knew this person. I was a fan of his music. And just to see that, it just was very shocking. And it just goes to show you that, like, you got to always be checking up on people, even the people who seem fine. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Everybody is going through something. Always be kind to people. Always, you know check on the people who are always checking up on you. You never know what somebody is going through. And so I just want to say prayers to Regina King and her family. Um this is so tragic. It's really yeah, sad. Thoughts,
0: thoughts and prayers to their whole family. No parent wants to outlive their kid. No right. parent. That's that's a parent's worst nightmare, honestly. So and for some, and for it to happen this way is I know it's just just Oh, man, I can't even imagine, man. Just like I said, like you said, like we keep saying prayers out to the family, of Regina King. All right. man. man.
1: Well, that leads us to our primetime topic of tonight. And tonight we are going to take a deep dive on mental health. We haven't really structured this. And I think that there isn't really a way to structure this specifically. And so I think we should just kind of like go at it. Um, I mm-hmm. do want to like echo the point that, um, we were talking about before, and that is checking on your strong friends. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Darren have been talking and it's so weird, like how the time, cause we planned this whole season out, like probably like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how like timing works because I feel like I'm going through my own, um, Mental health journey and mental health battle and i've been talking about this with darren a lot of the times But I feel like I am the strong friend a bunch of the times like i'm always there to support my friends making sure they need what they need Um, and so like that's just the reputation that I have like i'm a very strong person i've been through so much shit Listen to my interview last week. I've been through a lot and I don't Mm -hmm. Sweat but that does not mean that I still don't have feelings or that I don't internalize that and it's so funny because it's like even because I have taken on this role of being that strong friend and always seeming like I have it together. I hate when people tell me that. They're like, Jay, you seem like you have it all together. So I'm surprised that you, yeah. Um, no, like even currently right now, I'm going through some shit and I don't know. I'm debating on whether I want to talk about it, but we'll see mm-hmm. how, how the night goes. But mm-hmm. it's just sometimes like even as the strong friend, I will feel embarrassed to even say that like, I'm not feeling so strong or support people because it's like, if you see me as weak, then how can I be strong for you later? And that's just something that like, we've been having conversations about. So yeah, what do you think about that? No, man, the whole idea of the strong
0: friend needs to change. Like obviously you have anchors or you have people in your life that you can kind of look towards to give you advice or look towards to just, you know, kind of have it together enough where they can help out whatever situation you're going through. But with that, at the same time, you, you even, a know, I'm not saying this is like intentional on any means. Like if you're not the strong friend and you know, you rely on people more than people rely on you, this may not be intentional, but just to let you know that naturally, because you are, you've already kind of assigned this role to someone you're you're I, I don't want to say neglecting lack of a better word I'll just say it anyway because like, like I said lack of a better word that you're kind of neglecting what your strong friend has going on because you assume because they're strong enough to handle what you're dishing out that they're strong enough to handle what's going on in their life and everybody has mental health struggles like I, I think that wholeheartedly I think I think people like it, it may not be as severe as a mental illness. But mental health is is something that everybody needs to treat just as importantly as their physical health. Like we all know, we grow up knowing that the gym—you need to go to the gym, you need to eat healthy, you need to blah blah blah, do this, do that, so you can get a, the the best body, or you can feel the best internally, um, physically. Um, but people don't kind of take those same ideas or precautions mentally because. And it, I don't know. It's a lot of different reasons in all communities. But for me, and you being black men and the black community just seems like it's such a it's such a taboo, stigmatized topic that is is become is manifested in our generation and generations after us before us. All the generations of black people is greatly affected us, like to the point where yeah, we're we're kind of stagnant in that type of field. So, like, I don't know. It's just so much to it. So I don't know, like mental health. Like if you think past the strong friend, you think, yeah, you got certain things that you got going on just like everybody, what would you consider as like mental health or mental illness? What would you think? What do you what is what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of that?
1: Of mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, mental... Okay, so I'm going to... You can talk do health. You can talk, you can talk you can Yeah. So with yeah. mental illness, there are multiple me- mental illnesses. There's like a bunch, right? And so... And I just also want to preface this with me and Darren are not medical professionals. So take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt. No. Um, we'll get into um, medical professionals later along the lines of this conversation. But um, when I think of mental illness, I think that there are many mental illnesses and you know, mental illness is also a part of nature. And I've, it, it's, there's stigma that comes along with mental illness um, when it's a natural thing. And it, and I feel like people with mental illness, illnesses are definitely othered a lot of the times, and that helps perpetuate the stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, I don't know, people can be very insensitive, like, yeah, I know a lot of the times, like me, I used to say, oh, like, I don't know. I even still like, I'm still unlearning things. Like I would, I'll hate when I say like, oh, this is crazy or this is, you know, like I try to like say wild or something like something to replace it just because yeah. somebody that actually feels crazy or that actually has like that mental health that could be insensitive to them. So I think a lot of it is going to take, I think a lot of why there is a stigma and a lot of that is perpetuated is because people are simply uneducated about specific mental um, illnesses and mental health. And then when I think of mental health in general, I just think of, you know, it's just your mental health. You can have good mental health. You can have bad mental health. And depending on who you are, there are certain tools that you can use to make sure that you have good mental health. And I think that it's not... Linear, like it's just like your regular health. Sometimes you're not as physically exactly. healthy. Sometimes your mind isn't as, you know, as healthy, and that's okay. That's normal. But how do you use the tools to exercise that or to get back to that 100% of being in a good mental state? And I think that it's important to, you know, see therapy. I think everybody should have a therapist. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to find one in LA. I think that's why I've been like doing so rough right now. Like I'll have really good days and really bad days, and I think the thing that it's missing that I had that I had when I was back in Michigan that I don't have currently was a therapist. When I did therapy in Michigan, Mm -hmm. um, it made they helped me form so many connections and figure out my brain, and then figure out different ways to not necessarily trick my brain, but like different ways to get my brain to be at a place where it needed to be. And I will say too, therapy is not for everybody. And I feel like if you have a bad experience, maybe like try a different therapist, you know, also like that, that's a whole different thing too, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, finding the right therapist. But I think that was most beneficial for me. And then like, I didn't necessarily rely on my therapist. At the end of the day, I had to do that work myself. I had to, one, have the courage to admit, like, okay, this is what I'm going through. But I also had to, you know, use the tools that they gave me. They can only give me the tools. They can't do it for me. I have to do that on work. Like, if I want a six-pack, I can get a personal trainer and spend a bunch of money and buy a bunch of equipment. But I have to put in the work at the end of the day if I want that six-pack. Mm-hmm. you know so the same thing with your mental health you have to get the tools and use the tools so mm-hmm. yeah what do yeah. you think
0: no yeah no those, every tool i feel like helps any tool helps whatever tool helps for you is going to help for you especially with, with mental with mental health and mental illness and and i when i think of mental health i don't know obviously you think of the main things you think of depression anything anxiety um, and then you think of the more extreme or what we would consider more extreme, like, like personal uh, personality disorders, uh, bipolar disorders, eating disorders, ADHD, like those those are probably just some off the top of my head that, you know, they kind of all fall under the same umbrella uh, of mental illness. And and I, I just know just coming up that, you know, I might have knew about it here and there but i didn't really know too much about mental health growing up like that especially not as much as like physical health like gotta eat your vegetables you gotta drink your milk you gotta drink your water you gotta blah 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 do this because that's some shit that we just gotta know and that's some shit that's ingrained in us to keep us productive keep us healthy keep us living longer so we can contribute to society longer but people don't recognize that that mental health is is arguably more important than your physical health because that's that's literally the the, the 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 genesis of you like that's it's your brain like you your brain is the one sending out these signals to your body and telling you to do certain things and if your brain's out of whack if your brain chemistry isn't quote-unquote normal then you're gonna have a very hard time navigating life um and i hate saying normal because like people with mental illnesses aren't abnormal like i said i think everybody has it to varying degrees uh, but it's just something that just needs to be taught more. Like I, I just found out. Well, recently, I—I I mean, this is kind of common sense, but now, like thinking about it, but I—I I just found out, like depression. You know, depression definitely isn't a one size fits all. I found out that depression manifests itself differently with men and women. Like, oh, wow, with women, yeah, with women, when they're depressed, they—they they feel sadness. They usually feel sadness, a sense of guilt, or a sense of worthlessness. And for men, they often mistake symptoms of depression as like fatigue or if they're easily irritable that day they just con- they just kind of confuse those symptoms as like oh this is just me having a bad day when in reality you're not really listening to what your brain's saying just because like you're easily irritable it's different you know it's different reasons that somebody can be irritable but a lot of the time men especially men especially black men man minimize like their own sh- their own mental health struggles because that's just kind of how we were coming up. And, and if you really want to get into it, like black people and mental health, uh, I know you said that therapy isn't for everybody. I, I kind of agree, but I also kind of disagree because I think therapy looks different for everyone. So like, I don't think it's necessarily you sitting in front of a therapist may not work for everybody, but it could be different things. Maybe play a game. Maybe, maybe you being more social with people that aren't traditional therapists would be, would act as therapy. People smoke, Weed, it might not be the best
1: thing, but people do drugs. You gotta find healthy tools. You gotta find, find, healthy healthy tool. like, find healthy coping mechanisms. Please yeah. find healthy coping mechanisms. So, yeah. So, what I was saying earlier, I, I should restate that going to see a therapist may not be mm-hmm. for everybody, but yeah, therapy is for everybody, should have their own form of therapy. I was telling you the other day, I'm like, I need to get back in the studio and like record songs. Like, that's therapy mm-hmm. for me, fucking yeah. sitting down, writing songs. Right that's that's therapy so it's like i don't know man yeah and i'm gonna be honest i want to be honest with the people who are viewing this and who are listening Mm -hmm. i'm really trying so hard tonight like i'm just not i'm not here i'm really not this is not normal jay or normal what is normal this isn't how i usually am but i am not afraid to admit that i am going through something i'm going to admit that it's good that we're talking about this and i just want to show you all that like as being the strong friend if you are the strong friend it's okay to not have days where you're as strong what's not okay is to try and ignore that and just to bottle it up because it'll make things worse so
0: it'll always make things worse never always an outlet is so so important and and just in life in general but especially for your mental health like it it does wonders to for you to channel your emotions because like humans are all we're all emotional you know some may be like more expressive some people may be more you know introverted with their their emotions but everybody has or everybody has deep emotions and and those and those things can get exacerbated through certain things and if you don't have the proper tools to navigate your, your own mind just imagine how scary it is you don't have the tools to navigate your own mind and you stuck with your mind like you're always thinking you're always going to be in this state until you figure out how to get out of it and if you don't know how to get out of it you kind of seem fucked or you feel fucked like you're just like oh wow like i'm stuck like you really feel like you're stuck and i, I just really want to harp on like Black people with this, like, like white people are significantly more likely to get mental health treatment than black people, and, and that's for a multitude of reasons. It's obviously different perceptions. Um, you said it challenges finding access, the right therapist. Access, access the healthcare. Mm, um and in our upbringings like our family dynamics uh the stigmas between black women and black men what does it mean to be a black man what does it mean to be a black woman black men don't cry black women are told to sacrifice their lives to be subservient and and it kind of warps our purpose kind of and it makes us grow up that we can only be a certain archetype of people men and women if if black people we don't live up to that then we're failures as men as women and we have this and i obviously i can't speak for black women because like i'm not a black woman you're not a black woman we can't really speak for black women too much but i can say for black men that that kind of that kind of creates this 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 aura of trauma and 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 toxic masculinity and and like you have that on top
1: of on top of the generational trauma that we just have from being black in this country exactly
0: exactly Exactly. We have so much trauma that just gets wrapped up and it gets passed on. Like you said, generation to generation, systemic trauma. We're still living in trauma. Like every day, every day we wake up and just move on, move along our lives. It's trauma because of the system that we're in. Family trauma, relationship trauma, all of that shit. And we don't have the tools to unpack these issues as best as we could. And we don't have those space. We don't have enough of those spaces or it's not common because still people come up the same way we came up it's still little black boys and black girls learning the same shit that we learn, and aren't really benefiting from that. Cause when they get to our age and they're depressed or there's a uh, suicide or they have undiagnosed and that's a whole other thing. Misdiagnosis, a black person, a white person is, is in class acting out. People want to look at it and think it's a mental health issue. A black person is acting up out in class at like, if they're young, they they're rowdy, they're disruptive. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not it's not a mental health issue they're just being a badass kid and that's some shit wow, that we
1: look do, at the really act, really look at the stop. anti-blackness in that
0: wow like we we really gotta stop that shit bro like that's the the only way we're gonna grow as a people is is if we treat this mental health issue as a real real issue it isn't just something yeah. that we could brush under the rug anymore man yes i definitely i don't know i don't that. know it's yeah it's just a lot especially talk- with trauma
1: You talked about outlets and that made me think of the moment that I realized that I could not, I can't live alone. Like I, Mm -hmm. like one of my biggest outlets is being able to talk to somebody or not. And even just like a little, like having somebody to say goodnight to before you go to sleep or Mm -hmm. before, I think when, I was growing up and getting ready for college and having roommates and stuff like that. Like, I was just so ready to just be on my own and blossom and stuff like that. And I was just I wasn't really facing my demons Mm -hmm. with around people. So then when I had the opportunity to live by myself, to have my own apartment and not live with people. It was scary, like right after I graduated, Darren knows like I was facing demons. And that shit was, it was not good. And I wasn't, I, I would talk to him, but Darren's not always available. Like he doesn't, he doesn't live with me. So it's like, it's not like I had somebody to go to, to like, even like get my mind off of certain things that I probably should not be overthinking. Um, And so I don't know for me personally, I know that one of my things, one of my outlets is just talking to people, um, I love living with my cousin right now. Like it's one of the best things that I feel like has happened to my mental health because just that having somebody to say good morning, good night to, and, you know, having like that camaraderie in your living space, I feel like that's really important. And mm-hmm. I think I didn't understand that before I lived by myself, I did not understand the phrase, check on um, your friends that live by, by themselves. I'm like, okay, I mean, mm-hmm. they got it made, like they don't have anybody in their space, no drama, none of that. But now I fucking Mm-mm. get it. Like that shit is, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. And I don't know if you felt that way at all. Cause I know that you've lived by yourself at mm-hmm. some points too. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Have you felt that way? Yeah, no, it, I, I have. Cause it's definitely some, some, some
0: times in my life where I was alone and and that's the thing. No one wants to feel lonely or no one wants to be alone. Now there's some people that can't be alone. That's a whole nother issue, but it's, People I don't think anyone wants to be alone and I think that's gonna become like much more of a prominent issue the more the older you get and if you kinda of don't have those structures where you have like a, a, a good a good system, support system, whether that be your family, your friends, a lover, whoever it is, if you don't have that, you start to feel more and more alone the older you get and the more you realize time is, is fleeting. So yeah, I've definitely felt that like where where you just you need those you need those spaces, you need those people in your life. It's very important to have people in your life. Like we're social creatures, like we're humans, we're social creatures. So we're gonna, we're gonna cling to, we're gonna gravitate towards, like people. We're gonna gravitate towards other people that share similar struggles, similar aspirations, similar uh, thought processes. It's just how it is. Just how we go go about it. So like the, if you're not feeling that, if you if you if you feel lonely or if you feel like you don't have anyone, that just becomes. That just kind of adds to the. It just adds to this overall issue. It creates negative perceptions of yourself. It creates negative perceptions of other people. You start to think in a way that's not traditional. That's not. That's not helpful to you. Yeah, you know. And so I, I definitely like. That. I
1: also too want to point out too though, like having people around is good, but also everything in good balance, right? So like mm. being. Alone for too long is not good for you, but also being around people all the time isn't necessarily the best either, because then when do you have the time to, by yourself, do a self, um, what do you call it? Uh, a self-reflection, self-reflection into, like, mm-hmm. you know, figure out your how you're feeling and what you're feeling. You, I think mm-hmm. it's important. Both are important. But mm-hmm. too much of one thing is never a good thing. So, yeah, I Never just wanted to is, point no. that out. Yeah. No. No, yeah, you you're
0: right, man. Um yeah, that that shit is very important. Everybody has different triggers or different things that they that they deal with It's not necessarily just being alone, but it's it's I know it's an aspect. I know people like c- communities, groups get together and advocate for stuff like this because cuz people know how powerful that is to, to helping the issue. Um and mm-hmm. and it and it's just it just shows that the issue is just so ingrained. I talked about it earlier about toxic masculinity like and me and you like both being black men coming up in traditional black homes and you know having to grow up to be a certain person and you know us kind of growing up to still be our own people I still feel like a lot of those teachings are still like in like in the back of our heads is one of those things that would just never leave us because being a little boy and, and 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 being taught certain things by your father being expected to do certain things by by teachers, by by coaches, other men in your life that kind of portray their own version of masculinity and, and it's aspirational masculinity because, you know, everybody wants to be the perfect man and the perfect man for such a long time for black men wasn't really perfect. And if you think about like not just us coming up, the shit that we saw, like the, the, the movies we watched, the TV shows we watched, the music we listened to. Um, all of that just kind of portrayed a version of black masculinity that I feel like, well, masculinity in general is a problem, but I think white people have such a range with their masculinity that I think has been portrayed in like movies and TV that black people don't get that same black men don't get that same don't aren't afforded the same thing. Like you see all types of white people as main characters. On tv shows you see all types of white men as main character and they don't have to be a super you know cutthroat white man it could be a goofy lovable white man it could be a, a, a very stupid hated white blah 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 whatever and they can still like but if a still, black like, man is rain. doing
1: that it's there yeah it's but if issue, a black man shows range it's they're, they're being soft or they're not or it's this is you to soft the or you hard. To, literally it's those two it's you saw those hard. two
0: yeah, I want to say you black no. people, we black men we have to operate in extremes, and that's just some shit that that just can't can't be the case no more, man. I'm I'm tired of like uh, these stories and this music just like not it's not showing black men at their vulner, at their most vulnerable, not showing their flaws, not they're fetishizing fetishizing our bodies like We everybody thinks we hood or gangster, and I, it's a lot of black people do done. That's it far from that shit. I don't know. It's just so much of that 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 just kids, that that, that people don't talk about enough, especially like black men. There's just so much shit that we got to unlearn that our parents, and I wouldn't say, I can't even say it's our parents' faults, even though it was like that's something that they taught. That's just something that they were also taught. We're just now starting to get into a a, a realm where we're having more thought-provoking conversations about how much this affects us, how how much this adds to our already growing mental health issues as black people and how does how does toxic masculinity how does abuse how does all that affect or how how does all of that uh add up to that and it's just so much to it man <sighs> i don't know i don't know i know you probably have a whole different perception than, like toxic masculinity because i know you probably have much more of a transformation than i did i
1: mean think about people saying that your sexuality is a propaganda or it's a tool to make the black man inferior to the white man that's that's a fucking lot to deal with especially as a young gay kid coming up and just figuring out sexuality Mm -hmm. i think that's all i have to say about that but oh yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and we can dive deep more into it but um for sake of time yeah about like five (laughs) minutes with this yeah Um, we'll we'll talk about that another time yeah but i just oh. i don't know yeah i just feel yeah, like i'm just gonna talk about like what right. i've been going through now and not get into too too much of the specifics but <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> stop laughing at my pain don't laugh well, at my
0: <laughs> well, yeah yeah i, want I mean you to gotta laugh to that.
1: keep from crying what drake say <sighs> laugh now sometimes we, laugh, sometimes
0: we cry i guess you know now
1: Okay, but I feel like for me in these last like four or five minutes of talking about this, a lot of my mental health comes with, or that I've been dealing with lately, it's been a mixture. It's been me working at a place where this is not my forever job and I'm putting so much mental energy into it and I don't really care. It's that. While also dealing with trying to navigate dating because I've never really had like the freedom to date really until now, which is sad because, you know, so I feel like a little behind the ball and like learning that stuff. And then just like, I don't know, I just feel like because I have such a big heart, I'm like an Aries, but like an Aries with the biggest heart. And because I have such a big heart, I'm a very like all or nothing person person and so like when I feel like people are playing with me I take that really hard and so like it's like do I deny myself what I really want like do I deny myself possibly the risk of you know falling for somebody and being because falling in love and falling for somebody that's a risk and do I deny myself that because it's really bad for my mental state or do I learn to try and cope and try to be better and so though that that's without getting too much into detail of what specifically I've been going with. That's what my week has been like. And it's been hell. Like it's been annoying. It, it's I've been like dealing with this one guy and like, you know, it's just and I think I have PTSD from my previous situations. I talked about my heartbreak from the last episode and I have huge PTSD from that. So I'm not even giving this guy like a chance because of that PTSD. Cause my brain is instantly going into panic mode. And then like, right. I'll see him post to his story and then like not respond to me. And I'm like, Oh, like he, he's not fucking with me. Like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? When in reality I did nothing wrong. Nigga could be busy. And then I looked at my phone. He did fucking message me. So it's like, I'm like overthinking it. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm blocking something before it even starts because of my PTSD and because of that. And that just, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot. It's, it's heavy on me. And then just the tiredness from my, from my job that I don't really want to work at. And that is upsetting me too, because I was really excited to get this job. This is something that I, it's not like I can't do it. I can do it, Mm -hmm. but that's not where I'm getting passion from. I much rather get paid to do this shit. You know what I mean? Like I want to get a check for this. Man, this is, you know, but if I can get money
0: for this shit. Man. golly, I'll be good. That'll solve a lot of my mental health issues.
1: Look, if we got money for this, <laughs> there'd be 30 episodes every season,
0: every fucking season. Whoever wants to hear this episodes. shit, we'll pump them up. Pump them yeah. up. But no, yeah. Man, no, I I really, you know, definitely, you know, kudos to you for saying expressing like how your week is and and that's another thing with mental health, especially black men. We do not open up for shit. So like you know we have real issues I- expressing how we're feeling. So for you to come on like a public platform and, and kind of ex- explain you know your your what you're going through and you know somebody could be hearing this and they just like oh shit I'm Jay going through the same shit I've been going through for the last few weeks, bro. Like he said everything I needed to hear. Like and and that's just some shit that I just feel like we as like our community we can do a lot more of and. You, you you forget like that you just man there's so many people that relate to it like I said I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this I don't care how many times this episode everybody has mental, a mental illness like and and you need to I say you need to make sure you work that out like you will work out your body you, you just need to treat it with importance and and yeah it's just it's just a lot too and, I, and I'll even talk about my own personal relationship with mental health like for people who know me or at least know me pretty well. Uh, like they, they know like, that I could, I could I seem like a pretty upbeat guy, a pretty, you know, happy go lucky, jokey jokester type guy. But I guess maybe that's another version of the strong friend. Maybe it's more instead of like meet less advice heavy, but more like, I know every time I see you or, or talk to you, I'm gonna get a good laugh. And I always say the funniest people are the most depressed. Um, <laughs> uh, And I I think so, because I I think because I think people who are who go through depression or like usually feel like that wave of, of, you know, of darkness, they they can kind of make light of it a little bit better than people who don't know it. So like they they usually tell more jokes and whatnot. I say that that's the case for me. Like I, I say my my emotions come in ebbs and flows and. And I have my own history with depression and anxiety. Like, I know people might not see it, but, yeah, I I get anxiety a lot. Like, I get really anxious about certain things, and and it it affects certain things in my life and how I've moved and even relationships with women. Like, it's a lot of my depression. A lot of my issues come from that. And, you know, I've had moments where I didn't think I was going to be here, just to be honest. And, you know, I had to kind of... Throughout my life, I've had to, I had to kind of find purpose and community, like we've been talking about, and like I like I said, the depression isn't something that goes away. It's not, it's like something you just learn to deal with. So it's like you know I go through long bouts of of like sadness that affects me a lot, but you know I have I know I have a, a system. I, I know I have a, a a safe space. You know, with people that I know that love me and that I love and care about me, and I know I could fall back on that and that. Helps me a lot, and yeah, and I know I'm saying depression. I've I've not been diagnosed. Just to let anybody know, I've not been diagnosed with depression. I know there's people who are actually depressed, like diagnosed with depression and take medication for that type of stuff. I, I definitely understand that. Uh, I'm just I'm just explaining what it has felt like for me, and and I don't I don't like that shit either. Like all, all you niggas that be doing them false diagnoses too, especially like that you know they'd be sad for like that oh like, a like day. i'm so
1: ocd i'm so ocd ADHD. i got adhd, I'm so ADHD. Uh,
0: but what about somebody I have, that had an eating disorder like you don't have an eating disorder like you just fucking don't like to eat right now <laughs> you're just not hungry right now like you're just not hungry right now you don't have an eating disorder but yeah i just say all that to say that you know everybody goes through this and you know you never know what people are really going through and, and unless you like and, and, it's your, and it's your responsibility. It's the person's responsibility to do that themselves, like to get the mental health treatment that they need. Don't use mental health as an excuse either, like as a way to hurt other people because you have a mental health issue. It's a lot of people that yeah. do that. And that shit is not pee
1: it's at not, all. I feel like for me, I'm at the point where like, like I'm doing this because this is a commitment. But if there was like, say like this was a social gathering, Mm -hmm. I would have made sure that I had somebody to talk to, but I would have made sure that my energy did not disrupt that gathering. I always Mm -hmm. make it a thing to, you know, check my energy before. And like, if I feel like this type of energy will not be the best for my mental health, I'll sit out or I won't, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, I just want to leave it. I just want to leave it with. You You got any
0: tips? Any tips for people. I
1: have have things that work for me. So I will say that everything is different from for everybody. But Mm. the first thing that for me, I'm such a confident, I'm such an ambitious person. I have to get out of my own way sometimes and admit that like I'm going through some shit. Because a lot of the times, like I'll be like, No, I'm fine, or I'm not doing anything. People will ask me, like, Jay, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great a fucking lie. Like I'm literally just lied. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's the first thing you need to accept your feelings. You have to accept it. I feel fucking not the best right now. I've, Mm -hmm. you know, admitted that like on the pod, um, accepting that that's the first thing. And then two, like talking about it, don't sit there like with yourself, because I feel like for me, a lot of the times I'll feel like I'm the only person feeling this way. And then I'll talk to Darren or then I'll talk to Jayla or they'll talk to Sunday and they'll be like, oh, I have felt this way before. Like I've felt exactly how you're feeling. And so like it feels better to know that you're not alone in your emotions and how you've been feeling. So right. those are the two main tips that I would give and then just like figure out like what you like to do. Like for me, I, you know, I started a new show to get my mind off of things. Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. check it out. I started binging a couple episodes of that. I binged the game. I'll write mm-hmm. some songs. I shit today, like I, you know, my new headshots came out. Like I have to update all of my websites, my actors' access, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Being productive helps me like feel better because I mm-hmm. feel like I'm actually doing something. So those are my tips. I don't know. Do you have any tips? Yeah,
0: Um, yeah, I got, I got tips. Work for me too. Um, I, I think for me, a lot of my health is connected. To, for me, it might be like, the. Yeah, I think it's the case for everybody. But for me, I really view that. So like, I really try my best to be in the gym. I try my best to work out my body because I feel like my body definitely helps my mind. Like whenever I start my day off working out, I just know I'm going to have like a very productive day because I started it off doing something. I got, I got my blood pumping. I got my muscles like moving, flexing, whatever I got to do to make myself feel active. And that just helps me in my mind. Um, I definitely want to get into more meditation. I haven't done done it enough, like mindfulness, and I heard that helps a lot. Um uh, just kind of center your center your thoughts and just been be able to just think aimlessly about nothing and just kind of just just mm-hmm. be you. And and I and I and I haven't done that often. I'm thinking about a whole bunch of other shit but me most of the time. Um but um also uh, like you said, I, I watch comfort shows, listen to comfort music, like music I really like, shows I really like, or I might watch some, something new. Uh, and I'm a, a social guy, so I like going out, engaging with people. So I like meeting people or like hanging out with friends, that helps me a lot. And shit, I might even write here and there. I used to be an avid writer in high school. I've not wrote as much as I did before. And it's funny. <laughs> I actually think that the more, like I say, I, <laughs> I think the more creative you are, I think all creative people really have mental illness. I think there's another level for people who are creative. They be having some mental illnesses because it takes a really special gift to be able to create a connection musically or thematically. Whatever you do, your your gift is that's relatable for everyone. But you do it in a way that nobody else can really see unless you go through a lot of shit.
1: And you just create shit from the shit you go through. Yeah. Stream. I don't really know. Jay Gooden available on all <laughs> yeah. platforms. Shameless plug here. Shameless. Plug. Ooh, you know that nigga was going through it. I don't really know. <laughs> Look, my ass still doesn't fucking know. I still don't fucking know. But okay. Um, yeah, and then yeah. one more tip. I want to leave it off, and then you can bring us into the next into our yeah. um into our um what encore. What's the, the shit called? Our encore. encore. See, I can. T- I'm yeah. telling you, I'm, I'm not here. I feel um, it. I feel it but affirmations really help me. They really helped mm-hmm. ground they really help ground me. One affirmation that I've been using a lot, and I've said this before on here, but one affirmation that I've been using a lot, especially like when it comes to relationships and finding a man and like being with somebody because I've been like chasing this idea of like, oh, like I want to be with this guy. He's not answering. I've been chasing. but it's like, at the end of the day, I don't need to chase for anything. I don't chase. I attract. What belongs to me will simply find me. Say that before you go to sleep. Say that when you wake up. It will help ground, it will help ground you, I promise you. 100% of the time, it always does that for me. And I'm going to say it again just in case you didn't catch it. I don't chase. I attract. What belongs to me will simply find me. I guarantee you it'll change. Just your whole outlook on things yes sir there you go there you have it oh and last thing
0: i do want to make note of um mental health awareness months weeks days just so people can kind of know uh coming up since it is a new year uh mental health awareness month is in may the the month mental health awareness week is in october suicide prevention month is in september uh national minority mental health month is in july uh and i think no before that men's mental health that's in june and yeah those are the ones that i can think of but yeah the definitely this is a very important topic i think more people should take it seriously especially the black community but yeah we'll leave it at that let's uh yeah. let's let's break from this grim streak that we've been going on we went from death to losses losses to death to depression and anxiety but let's move on to our encore topic so to just kind of break the ice break the tension a little bit just you know get us laughing and you know joking a little bit more i thought we can talk about something that i feel like we me and you have talked about obviously off air you know our own experiences maybe to maybe not as in depth as probably we're gonna in depth as as we're gonna go now but yeah um our most awkward hookup stories (laughs) so like you know me and jay for everybody doesn't know like we're college or we, we recently graduated from college. So, you know, me and him both have our own experiences in what he needs to say beyond. is we be
1: fucking. We be fucking. Yeah, That's like, we we have, we have hoes. Like <laughs> yeah. we really be having hoes. I hate um, to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but I mean but come on. We be having hoes. And we both we have, we our have our have own. Devils like this.
0: Come on. <laughs> we have our own set of uh hookup stories that are you know funny awkward type shit so you know I'm gonna toss it to you first man what is <laughs> <laughs> what is an awkward hookup story
1: in your life let us know okay so this one's awkward and funny so you get the double yeah. whammy and this just happened so <laughs> oh my god this is so fresh it was so fucking embarrassing oh my <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> go, dig it. Go. Okay. Cuz I'm trying not to laugh while I tell it. So, I when I'm hooking up with people, I use the apps, you know? I use the apps. Um one particular app is called Jack. That's where all the people of color be on, right? And so I was meeting up with this one guy, he was visiting and we made sure we showed each other our papers that we were clean and we are like, okay, we're gonna hook up. But he was being so weird. He's like, Can you send me a video of you? Or da da? da, da. I'm like, here, here's a video. And he's like, Why are you being so standoffish or weird like that? I'm like, I just don't want a bunch of videos of myself out like that with you because I don't know you. He's like, he's like, Well, I don't know. It makes me think you're trying to catfish or something. And I'm like, Me, catfish? If anything, if anything, niggas are using my pictures to catfish. I don't have to do that. I'm going to toot my, you people say, I don't mean to toot my own horn. Fuck that shit. Toot, 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 toot. I don't need to do that. I don't need to use other people's pictures to catfish. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You wish. So we video chat and everything was cool. And we meet up and he's in one of these hotels where, you know, it has like, The like the living room area and then the bedroom is like upstairs there. I love hotels like that. They're kind of cool. And so we take our clothes off and oh, wait, when I get there, he doesn't have lube. If you have gay sex, you need lube. You know, my gays out there, you know, he doesn't have lube. So, we leave out of the room and like we walk to the closest CVS trying to like look not like weird or anything getting it was so fucking awkward. I just felt like everybody was watching me. Nobody was looking at me or us. But like he was making me even more nervous cuz he's like, "Did you see them look?" I'm like, "Nobody's fucking looking at us. Just grab the shit. Let's go." So, we grab it, we get back to the hotel room and um get undressed and everything and like I have to like I get, like, a bunch of lube on my hands for lubing the area that needs to be lubed, But, like, the bathroom is not easy access. I need to go downstairs to wash the lube off of my hands. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, go, mm-hmm. hurry, 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 up. My ass runs down the stairs. Mind you, I'm naked. I slip and fall on my ass naked in front of him. I'm like, oh, hell nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck I did not just do that? <laughs> and then... I just was like, oh, my God. Oh I'm sorry. He's like, you all right? I'm like, don't talk. you making it worse. Shut up. I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. Just go back to the bed. Just go back. And then after that, like, it just, the sex, it just, it wasn't because I just fucking fell. So I was not focused, and I left right. unsatisfied. Oh. No. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. That's my most awkward hookup story. I don't know if you can beat <laughs> that, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's cringy. I don't know if I can beat that. That's a. Uh...
0: You probably can't.
1: You probably That's just some
0: shit. Ch- you said that should happen to you recently. Damn. Yes.
1: <laughs> Within like, what was that? Maybe like November, end of November, probably December. Yeah. Well, can, it was. Recently. You can only go up from here. You can only go up from here, right? Yeah. Don't <laughs> jinx it. Let me knock on the wood because some sh- worse shit could happen. You never know. You never know.
0: Man, so I've been pondering. You know this, like you said, we, you know, we thought of this topic well beforehand. You know, I've been kind of—it's kind of been in the back of my mind for a little bit. Just, it's something to really, really think about because, in my head, like, I've had—I've had plenty of sex, just to be transparent, and I feel like I've had awkward moments just all around. (laughs) Just feel like I've just had (laughs) awkward moments all around. But that doesn't make them necessarily bad. I think the awkwardness just depends on you. And I think I have a few funny, awkward stories. But I'm going to talk about one that just always sticks out to me. <laughs> so for those of you do, who don't know, um, I am an alpha. And what that means is a lot of things. But what it means in the context of this story is that we throw a lot of parties. Um, we we do a lot of community building and bonding. and And parties is one of them. Um, so I, you know, I've had a number of parties and, you know, I, you know, I was involved with a good amount of different women and, you know, those women on campus would often, you know, attend these parties because, you know, if we're alphas and we're having a party on campus, pretty prominent people gonna want to show up. So if I rewind all the way back to 2018, so this is like almost four years ago, uh, right when I first crossed, um, I ended up living in Ann Arbor right after I crossed that summer and we had a house there. We actually renewed the house that the brothers before me lived in. So we got to live in my Neo year, my first year in the, in the chapter. So what we do usually for the year is that we plan out our year and we have certain events and certain things that we plan that we do that we know that we're doing every year. So uh, the beginning of the school year, we have a staple event. We call it a staple event and, is and, and this event we always do uh, at the beginning of the year, around into August, early September, around welcome week. So when people come in and it's called the Diag Charity Stroll Off. And the stroll off is basically just like a step show. Any traditional like set where or different orgs, divine Nine orgs, like so anybody that's in the other black Greek orgs or it doesn't have to necessarily be the black Greek orgs, but it's usually Greek orgs, dance orgs anything that can anybody any order that can put on performance performs at the dyag stroll Off. and we do that uh at the beginning uh of every school year and what we do at the end of dyag stroll Off, we have an after party called the freak nick and we spell it with a ph so if you can already guess freak nick is a very very sensual party especially and sexual is especially coming out especially like coming back into school uh on welcome week, you want to go to a party like Freak Nick, especially after going to something like the Diet Charity stroll off. So this was my first Freak Nick as an Alpha. Shit was popping. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to go. I just want to say,
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but as mm-hmm. a non Greek member, I cannot relate. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, well, it's not really anything to
0: relate to. I didn't say really too much Greek shit. If you was if you was if you was trying to have fun on campus, you was at Freak Nick. If you wasn't, you was lame and you was at home. Anyway. uh we have freak nick we have freak nick um and before the actual event started i was in correspondence with an old not an old flame but a a girl that i i've known for quite some time and this is like a, a childhood friend she was in my middle school blah blah blah. i'm not gonna say any names if you niggas are really paying attention you may not you may know but most of you niggas won't know but this is somebody i've known since middle school uh kind of grew up together blah 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 she was always a cutie she was always somebody that you know niggas wanted thought that she was she was like she was pretty blah 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 I thought she was pretty and we was cool but we was never that cool in my head I'm never I'm like we just we just cool blah 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 so obviously like you know we grow up we go our separate ways we do our thing I cross uh and like you know our communication ramps up a little bit more We start talking a little bit more time goes on and it gets to the point like, you know, we talking and and we starting to feel each other. You know, she's starting to feel me because she's really starting to get to know me more than she's ever known me before. You know, I'm starting to feel her as well. Blah, blah, blah. We talk um, and she tells me she wants to come see me. So she like bet. I know Then I'm like bet. Come see me. She was like, all right, I'm about to go visit some friends that I got at Umish. And when I come see you, I want to go see the stroll off and I'm coming to Freak Nick. And then after Freak Nick, we gonna fuck. So I'm like, all right, but we gonna fuck. We already got this plan set out. But mind you, I got this plan set out, but this isn't the only girl that I'm talking to. Especially at this time. This was the beginning of the school year in 2018. I was probably at a peak with the women I was talking to, kinda. So like I had a bunch of women I was talking to, plus this woman that's coming from a different school. All about to converge to this one party. So in my head, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, damn, I really gotta get off with this one girl because I've been trying to fuck with her pretty much my whole life. So I'm not gonna fuck this up. But I don't know how I'm gonna like navigate with all these other women that are also coming to this party. So fast forward, past the dike, straw life. We go to the party, we set up, blah, blah, blah. We we have fun. Every girl. Pretty much every girl that I was talking to at that time was at that party, especially one girl that I considered at the time my number one. She was at that party and she also wanted to hang with me after freaking it. But mind you, I already set up the plans with the first girl that I grew up with. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to navigate this. So <laughs> I'm going to say this. Shout out to Charles, one of my line brothers. He helped me out in this instance. So by the time the Charles party is here next week, up, right? Char- Charles is
1: here next week, right?
0: Charles is here next week. We're not going to go into details about the episode, but he will be here next week. But um but I enlisted Charles because I needed an out. I needed somebody to take the heat off the one girl that I was talking to, my number one girl at the time that I was talking to. Somebody had to tell her that I wasn't going to see her that night. And I couldn't do it because I kind of already told her on some drunk shit I'm ready to see you this night. So I'm like, "Damn, you
1: dumbass!" So I tell, I tell, I tell
0: so I look, I tell, so I, you know, when I'm drunk, I just say anything. Well, I usually say anything when I'm sober. But I really say anything when I'm drunk. I really no.
1: Don't when he's drunk, this nigga's a different. Uh, he's different, different.
0: I really don't have much of a filter. If I, if I want to fuck, I'm gonna say that I want to fuck. I don't have no remorse for that. Uh, anyway i said that blah 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 so you know i got a couple of girls you know both thinking they're gonna see me i'm choosing a girl that i grew up with because i haven't seen her or been in that aspect or been in that environment with her so i choose her so i tell charles figure something out so he figures something out uh he sees the one girl coming out of the party he looks at the girl and then i tell him like handle it i go run to at this time we had two houses we had the party at one house, but my room was at the second house. So I run to the house because I tell the girl I'm growing up with to meet me at the house. I basically run. If you saw me in third person, you'd have been like, Why the fuck is this nigga running across the street like at the end of a party? Because I was trying to get to this girl so quick. And while I was running to get this girl, Charles had to tell my number one girl, Hey. Uh, yeah, Darren really had to go help his man's out. He had to go run to the crib. He he's probably not gonna be able to see you tonight. So, I okay, think you need to go home.
1: Ladies, take note that this is what these niggas are doing. I <laughs> no. think you need to go home. I think you need to go
0: So, he no. told her, I think you need to go home. He's going to be busy tonight. We got shit to go on. She was just like, you know, in hindsight, it wasn't the best excuse. And, you know, I did kind of put that on Charles last minute. But, you know, it got the job done. She went home. I was able to run all the way to my uh, not apartment, my house at the time. I come in and the girl sleep, so yeah, she was sleep. Uh, so since she was sleep, I didn't fuck, so I went to sleep. Um, so I ended up missing yeah, out on yeah. both pussies. Um, and I had to lie. Oh. Well, I didn't lie. I enlisted my OB to lie, so. That was very you awkward. It's always awkward you. when you have your hoes converge into one place. If anybody knows and has gotten caught up or has gotten close to being caught up, it is not an easy place to be in when all of your hoes are in one place and they all want to fuck with you at once. And I've had that more yeah. times than I like to admit. But that's probably like the most awkward that I can think of. I have a couple more, but and for the sake of time, that's for probably sake of time, time. Yeah,
1: maybe we'll bring this segment back. Maybe. We'll see. But all right. Um, Those were our awkward stories. That definitely brought my mood up. Um, we got another new game for you guys this week, and it's called Would You Rather? So if you guys know how to play Would You Rather, you know the game. But basically, I'm going to come up with two scenarios. I'm going to ask Darren, which would he rather do? He'll do the same thing for me. We'll do three scenarios all together cuz that's what we usually do. And um yeah, I'll do the first one. All right. So, would you rather be blind or would you rather not be able to hear? Which one? <sighs> Deaf or blind? Would you rather? I'd I'd see the music lover in me wants to say
0: I'd rather be blind cuz I just need to listen to music. But in everything else, I would rather be deaf because I hate not being able to see. Just imagine going through life, not being able to see. I think I can manage not being able to hear. Mm -hmm. because I can for sure like at least see I can read lips. I can kind of go through life a lot easier than if I didn't have my sight. If I didn't have like no way of seeing, I would be so depressed. Yeah. All right. Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> what about you? How about you answer the question? What you pick? What
1: you picking? um as I look around. Um, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say as you look around, right? Deaf me, that. please. Uh I'll take my hearing. I I can't if I never got to see you, goodness, ever again. Oh my god. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, like I just Love my family, my friends, and the thought of never being able to see them again, I I can't I couldn't do that. So yeah. Mm. All right. What you got for me? <sighs> would, you rather...
0: Ooh. would you rather would you rather never have a life without air conditioning or would you rather never be able to use deodorant again
1: that's easy air condition the world is my air conditioner i don't use Yo, my okay. air now we <laughs> pop that motherfucking window open we live if you live in california you know this bitch is the desert it'd be hot during the day but if you're freezing at night that's that air conditioner there we go that was easy as fuck okay mm, you No
0: nah, hell no nah. hell the fuck no nah. if it's if it's hot enough y'all ass gonna be sick as hell if you're gonna try to cool off you can't use the air conditioner
1: a fan is not an air conditioner. I could just get a box fan. That's not fans, an air conditioner.
0: Fans never conditioner. Fans never hit as hard as air conditioners. They never do. There's
1: other alternatives, is what I'm saying. There's no Another alternative to being busty. I'm sorry. I couldn't do that.
0: I think I'd yeah, I think I think I'd probably choose air conditioning too, but I don't know. I feel like that's just one of those things we're not really thinking. Of. It's one of those things you don't know you have it until it's until it's gone. You don't know what you have until it's gone. And I feel like a bunch of fans don't work. I used to have this hot-ass place I used to live in freshman year of college called Fletcher Hall. We used to call it the boiler room because it was one of the hottest rooms in the fucking, on fucking campus. And we were like, God damn, this shit is boiling us type shit. And we used to have hella fans in that bitch, and it did nothing. did absolutely nothing for us. And this is Michigan. This nigga lives in L.A. where shit just be igniting
1: <laughs> every day. Anyway, um, go ahead. what's your next one? All right, would you rather never have to pay to eat or never have to pay to travel?
0: Never have to pay to eat. I eat every day. I save way more. <laughs> I, I save way more money eating. Now of not having to pay for eating and traveling.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could save that money that you have to pay for eating to travel. To travel, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Same, same. I would, I would not have to pay to eat. Which my ass will be having filet mignon one night, lamb chops the next. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. <laughs> I can taste that shit right now. Yeah, yeah. I, that that term starving artist is real. then my friend, my fridge is empty right now. I mean, it ain't empty. It's some shit in there, but. Put you your know. cash
0: app in let, let let the listeners cash app you some money so you can get some groceries.
1: Uh, that it. is uh, a dollar sign jay good in ninety eight. If you want to donate, <laughs> I am accepting. You're not sending. accepting shit. donations, but You're um, not sending okay. shit. Go ahead.
0: Uh, okay, this next one for me.
1: Your third. This is your third one.
0: This is my second one, and then. All right, well, okay. we could do three. Let's just so you keep got two. Oh, keep two. Okay, it at two. I'll keep it at two.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, would you rather be one of the best in the world at one thing, or be good at everything, or be okay at everything?
1: Um, I'd rather be the best at one thing.
0: Yeah, it. it's, it's kind of like the and Jack if I had to choose
1: here. amongst the things that I would say that I'm good at, it'd be this acting shit. That's always was my first love, so. If yeah. you were the best in the world at
0: acting, that's money. That's just instant money. Best in the world. I mean, come on. Come yeah. On. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna choose best in the world at one thing too. I think I just gotta I feel mm-hmm. like the the I don't know, I'm just competitive enough where if you gave me the ass if you gave me that choice to just have like one thing I could be really, really, really good at and the best in the world at, it's just gonna make me happy. It's gonna make my my world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's Would You Rather. Um To close us out, we have our last call. So for our last call this week, um we wanted to talk about something that's passed. You know, it's, it's actually been a, about a week or almost two weeks, right? Since this is since yeah. his day passed. So, yeah, we never we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we were doing our special episodes with our interviews. But we did want to take the time for this last call to acknowledge Martin Luther King Jr. Day um, and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Let me say the full title. um, Civil rights legend. um, uh, Obviously, he's he's been a hallmark for the for the black community um ever since like he he became the face of the civil rights movement and and you know MLK really doesn't need any introduction and um so yeah I just just kind of want to spend this time to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. what he means to us what did this day mean to us um I'll start uh MLK for me MLK is is definitely special for me um he's a brother in a fight and I didn't know this uh until Probably like a year before I crossed, but he is an alpha man. Um but before then, like I just grew up. Damn I, alphas. I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I'm I'm laughing this hard because he knows why he made that joke. And I'm gonna get on his ass <laughs> after this. But uh anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> MLK I thought that uh, was gonna
1: go over your head the fact it didn't that go over. You, it definitely uh, didn't that go over it. We really fucking know each other more than we think. That shows <laughs> that 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 you got that, but okay, it really does show. it
0: really does show. But no, coming up as a kid, you know, I just I you know I just looked at MLK as larger than life. Like he, you know, if you're really really young, you think MLK was like a superhero. He he just he just brought all the black people into the promised land, kind of. Just obviously not in the in the slavery context, but in a very racially tense context, you know growing up and you seeing how it was like 50, 60 years before you even got here. And then seeing a person, a figure like MLK kind of shake things up and, and, and go about, uh, you know, just go about his movement in the way that he did and, and, and actually change fundamentally change how this country perceives black people. And he's like, obviously so many other uh, people in that civil rights movement with MLK that have just as much as important, as much as importance as MLK does but MLK is the face for a reason because he kind of, I don't know, he kind of pioneered this nonviolence attitude towards going through this, this very hostile environment to like, it's probably one of the most hostile environments post slavery is Jim Crow America. And to navigate that as a young black man and him to be a preacher and him to like graduate college or graduate high school at 15 and go to college and, and and have all these accomplishments and be known as this figure is is so much that I want to say that I won't be able to say obviously because this is the last call yeah and just for the sake of time but MLK is definitely a specialist reason why he has the day and it's a national holiday um he's yeah. definitely transcendent um MLK so much that we don't even know that people most people don't even know about MLK like the first the first time he said I have a I I have a dream speech was in Detroit. It wasn't Montgomery. No, well, we know that because you know Detroit natives here. But yeah, Detroit natives yeah. and uh, Bates Battle. Uh, for all my Bates kids that know, we used to have a, a Black History Battle Royale. We called it Bates Battle. So yeah, shit like that. MLK, yeah. legend, obvious legend. Um, rest in peace. Um, to yeah. to him, and yeah, we're gonna keep championing our greats. I'm never. Yeah,
1: and I definitely. Agree with everything that Darren has said. And just to add to that, I think for me as an activist, he is one of the great epitomes of service and putting your the the cause before yourself. So all this he was doing, it was bigger than him. He knew that it would live on before him, the stuff that he was doing. He knew that it would surpass him and go on to ages. And so I just really admired that about him. And he really championed, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so for diverse people, for little black boys and little white girls to be holding hands, like these are his words. He wanted us to be and look more diverse and not for us to just have equality, but to have equity, to, for us to have a stake in something. And mm-hmm. that is definitely the framework of most of the activism that I do. And if I can do just like a, a fraction of what he was able to accomplish, then that'll be good enough for me, you know? So Thanks. yeah. Rest in peace, uh, MLK. Thank you for your legacy. Thank you for what you have done for the cause, for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there we have it
1: there we have it we're at the end we're at the end i got through it i'm so happy yeah of how um my emotions have gotten yeah i'm
0: proud of you man you know you definitely definitely improved from the beginning of this episode so now
1: (laughs) i really i'm gonna be honest i wanted to hit darren up and be like hey can we do it tomorrow But I'm like, nah, something's telling me. Let's just push through. It can be good. This is good for what we need to talk about.
0: And for the topics we had today, it was perfect to kind of be in that mode to kind of just feel that. So you can be as honest and as vulnerable as possible. And black men need to be more vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's episode five. Season two. We usually title these things after. So... No title yet, but season two, episode five. Um, you'll
1: see the title, you'll Wait see on. it,
0: you'll see it, you'll see it. But thank they you, they have a title by Friday. Thank you all so much for listening, for watching, and all that jazz. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. just like always, you can follow me Instagram, Twitter, pretty much anything at Ned Saturn. That's at N E D S A T U R N. Where can I find you? you?
1: Can- Oh, sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. We gotta, no. get, we gotta get that together. I seem like it seems like at the end we almost like nick each other or somebody like waits too long. We gotta figure that out. But <laughs> you can follow me at j underscore gooden ninety eight on Instagram, and that's an on Instagram only. And then also, if you want to follow the pod, you can follow us at. Oh my god, my brain is not working
0: at the experience, experience underscore
1: pod, pod <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, and then on those profiles, you can definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the link in the bio, the link to the YouTube channel will be there. We will be visual this week. Hopefully, I'm not lying. Hopefully, I'm not <laughs> lying. I, there's not the internet was crazy last week. It's we gonna let y'all know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be. I'm just gonna claim it. It'll be it'll be visual. Yeah, no, yeah,
0: it'll be visual. You'll see us, niggas.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week with another special episode. Right? Yep, special episode next week. We got a special guest, and it's gonna be a good old time. Yeah, yeah. You already know. Yep. Thank y'all. Take it easy. Peace.